You are listening to You Heard It Here, second episode 42. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. So everyone's wondering the prize that Murph won. I need a drum roll, please. Are what you is excited Murph's prize? Murph? Murph gets to be a guest on the podcast to talk about Westworld. Yeah. Derek and Steve present. Well, let me give you my explosive take, and I think this is one I'm going to stick to. That is definitely an explosively hot. <laughs> <laughs> it could very well be true, and it could very well be completely entirely wrong. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed your prize that you won. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 42 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve, back after two weeks off. Steve, how was your hiatus? My hiatus was good, Derek. Um, I had my wisdom teeth removed. Wow. One of the weirder experiences in my life. I won't say worst, because I was heavily sedated, but I did not. they did not put me under. I was awake. Wow. Yes. Wow. All La- four wisdom teeth? All laughing four? gas. All four wisdom teeth. Wow. Three had to be broken up. Wow. And I won't go into too much detail, but one came out nicely. The other's not wow. so nice. Do, do you miss them? I do. I, I feel less smarter. Yeah. I you, feel more I dumber. Mean, which makes sense. I mean, you lost wisdom. So. Yeah. Also, I, I said those yeah. things like as yeah. a joke. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so, episode 42, we're back. Um, a crap load of stuff has happened since the last time we yes. were on here um so we will address most of it uh kind of sometimes in some cases briefly in some cases longer um but we will start as we have been starting every episode lately with the bc update the bc minute um and so we will start with your first-hand account of yes. the events of this past weekend which was boston college's uh second game since our last podcast of course the one before was another d- uh, disappointment but this one was in uh, Tallahassee, so you can bring us through the events of Florida State Boston College on Friday night. So yes, it, it, Florida State. Um, I so I'm from Florida. My uh, family are big Florida State fans. A few of my uncles played at Florida State um, in, when they were in college back in the day. Um, so Florida State BC means a lot to me, obviously. So I go down for every game, and and some family comes up to Boston for every uh, every year. So this one was pretty much. Actually, BC has played FSU very well the past few yeah. years, um, and mainly because we would have a good defense. FSU wouldn't have an extremely high-powered offense, and we could kind of at least stay in the game. This year was a blowout. 45-7, to Seminoles crushed BC. We didn't even deserve those seven points. We should have been shut yeah. out. Um, and it was, it was a weird game because the, since the very first snap, and I, I'm sure and you, you yep. email, or, uh, texted me this when we were watching, it felt like no one wanted to be there. The, no one. The players and even the refs. The, there were there were plays that someone would catch it, the FSU player would catch it, our player would grab it, and it would, they'd fall to the ground and wrestle over it. It would never touch the ground, and they would just call it incomplete because <laughs> they didn't want to deal with it. They would say, nope, incomplete. And, and they, were, they were missing calls. They weren't calling penalties. They weren't reviewing things that should be reviewed. Uh, and, and to their credit, FSU won 45-7, an extremely quick game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'll, I'll let you talk about yeah. what you saw. So, so all of that, I mean, like, you know, some of it you could chalk up to somewhat normal, I guess. Like, okay, maybe the refs, maybe it's a referee crew that doesn't call a lot of penalties or maybe this or that. The, the lack of the review, particularly on the one play you just described, was 
was incredible in, in, in college football where every it's designed so that you review every questionable play. There's no challenging or anything like that. And there if was it's no questionable. You review it. And this wasn't even questionable. And there was no argument from the sidelines, from the players. <laughs> it was almost like they both agreed it was 50 50. Yeah. It would be real difficult to tell who got it. So they're probably going to score anyway. Just incomplete. But, 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 just they so, called it a wash. But, but what. The part that amazed me about it was that it, like you said, it was called incomplete. The ball never hit the ground. Like, like FSU receiver caught the ball, and like then it was kind of being wrestled. And like before he came down with it, the BC guy had the ball. And it's like, all right, so either it's a cat. Granted, might be a you know, and probably went through their minds given that they didn't care about this. Would be maybe a tough play to call. Like, was he down first? Did he catch it? Did he have possession? Like, at what point did the possession switch over to the BC guy? So they're just like, no, incomplete. It's they fine. They would just and like no rather one, not deal with it. Would, yeah, yeah. And, and then nobody called in to review it, and BC didn't argue it because their coach doesn't know what's happening at a given <laughs> point in time until like three plays later. Then he remembers what's happening. Yes. And just all this stuff, and so that happened. And then a little bit later, there was a uh, another controversial play uh, with BC driving at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that anything would have played out differently, but it was a third down. And they, you know, threw a pass to the sideline to Jeff Smith, and he made a catch. Uh, review was pretty clear; got his arms under the ball. Um, but a, they didn't overturn it for somehow. They and said they reviewed they, it. They reviewed it, they, and they said inconclusive. But and it was totally conclusive. And in addition to that, there they had about one camera angle. You wouldn't know this because you were at their stadium on television. They literally had one useful camera angle. There were there were no additional angles that were of any use. There was one on the sideline that was about fifty yards downfield. And it was just an out of focus shot of a guy's shoulder because like they the cameraman didn't move a like foot asleep. to the left. He was like, like, like literally nobody cared about this game. Yeah. N- not one person in the arena except for maybe some fans. I don't know. Maybe you cared about it at first. Nobody cared about this game. Weirdly, weirdly, the Seminole fans cared a lot, uh, and mostly because they've had some hard luck this year. Yeah. So when they get a chance to destroy opponent, they yeah. were they were very fired up. Yeah, I was less fired up about the destruction. Usually, I like to go and see a good game because. I root for both Florida State and Boston College, but it was not it was not even a a contest. The good thing though, FSU, if if any of you are planning to ever go down, you can come with me and, and stay with my family and it's it's a ton of fun. We have a tailgate spot and all that good stuff. But there's a new uh VIP section. It's almost oh, yeah. like a club section for any professional team. And there's canopies over the top and they are all held up by huge spears and it's all carpeted. It's very very bourgeoisie. It's very like us and them, but we got a chance to go up there just because wow. we were exploring, and it is real nice. Cool. It is extremely nice, um, and it makes it seem like a, a professional stadium. Yeah. It, it blew alumni out of the water. I mean, it, it's a giant southern yeah, yeah, to be expected, school, but, but it, it really was cool, and I think that might be the direction that a lot of these big-time programs are going because yeah. they're, they're going to sell their tickets. Yeah. How can you sell more expensive tickets is right. the question and right. just build a VIP section. Yeah, that's cool. Um, BC will not have one of those. BC will not have one of those. First, they have to get a working acoustic system in the stadium that yes. they have, and then, <laughs> then they can look to add a VIP section. Also, another cool thing, and this is just a side story, FSU has one gigantic um, screen uh, on the student mm-hmm. section. So where I'm sitting in the student section, you can't see the screen unless you turn around. And the one across the way is gone, and it used to be huge. Hmm. They donated it to, I think it was FAU, um, just because wow. their stadium didn't have a, a screen. And they just said, you know what, we've, we've got enough money, we'll build another. Here's a huge oh, screen. Wow. So right now there's no screen there. So right now there's no screen. They're creating another one. Yep. So right wow. now there's only one giant screen, and you can't see it from basically half the stadium. Wow. Um, Interesting. Um, 
So disappointing game. I do want to, before we move on, uh, give you another, maybe this will be a weekly VC loss uh, tradition where we give you what Steve Adazio said about the loss. Oh, God. Um, this was terrible. So we've, we've talked about this before, that maybe my my absolute least favorite thing about this guy is his excuse making. He won't, um, he won't say he won't, we played poorly. We did a bad that job. We suck, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, weeks ago he was saying that they were complaining about a tough schedule, which like we've been over this. I'm not even going to get into that. So his, his quote after this game is like, is this is like the onion type of stuff. Like, yeah. like, like if the onion cared at all about BC football, this is what they would write that the coach said after the game. Steve Adazio quote, we attract people's best games, their best shots, because people respect the fact that our team is going to play hard. And we attracted their best shot here tonight. I'm so, sure that was the best game. That, <laughs> that FSU geared up for that one. Yeah, I'm know? sure that they were ready to yeah. riled up to play yeah. against BC because they knew that yeah. we were going to play hard. Yeah, you know, maybe that's why they lost to Louisville you know, earlier in the year because they were just looking past that game to the BC game. I yeah. Mean, they, they, like, they were geared up for that one. Yeah. I mean, and same thing with Clemson. You know, the loss to Clemson is probably attributable to the fact that they were waiting for these guys, Steve Adazio <laughs> and the Eagles, up. to come in. They were still running the BC Unbelievable offense on that practice now, squad. We've reached the point where the excuse is that the other team gave it their best shot. I, 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 have, yeah. I have nothing else. So the question becomes, we play UConn next week, coming off a of bye week. UConn is not good, um, but they do have some... UConn's coming off a of bye? Yep, UConn's coming off a of bye. They have some formidable wins, mostly bad losses. They've beaten Cincinnati and, and Virginia and Maine are their three wins, but they've had some close losses. They've played some good teams. So what is your prediction here? Because th- this is a weirdly evenly matched matchup, which yeah, is so seven, BC's unfortunate. BC's seven-point seven favorite at home, which is like they say the home team gets a three-point swing, so it's basically saying that BC's a four-point favorite on, in a neutral ground on UConn, which is pathetic. Yeah. It's pathetic. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> And, and I don't know. <laughs> and then Wake Forest, if so, let's say we beat so, UConn. Wake Forest becomes the bowl eligibility. The bowl eligibility. Bowl. And, and I, this is, I don't know whether this is unpopular or what. I I don't want us to go six and six. I don't think we'll I beat do UConn. Not, I <laughs> I don't think we'll win against UConn. I, I think there's a very good chance we don't. Um, because I have to wonder what this team's psyche is at this point. You know, there's no there, there's a certain degree to which you know Steve Adazio's rah rah approach worked for two years and it clearly didn't work last year and now it's got to be where it has to have already worn thin on these guys this year i mean he's probably if I he's mean, making excuses to everyone else out there he's yeah, making excuses to his team yeah. and that is not a good look yeah, as a head coach that's true that's true and 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 as to why patrick tolls is still playing quarterback it's, is it's beyond me it's ridiculous it's, it's absurd it's and, like, and d I mean, wade comes in for one drive yeah. i mean albeit he was playing against fsu's yeah, backups yeah. but a nice drive down the field so touchdown he better start this game I'm going to say that he better start this game at this point. Like again, he's playing to try to make a bowl game now. And that's why he's going to put tolls back out there because he's going to say that tolls makes plays and that he's a leader and all this like all, you know, in hindsight tolls was just a terrible experiment for this team as like it's a Dazio thinking he's got another Tyler Murphy fifth year transfer in him. And, and he's just constantly avoiding the developing a quarterback issue. Like you're, it's gonna, you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, at some you point. can't just pick like, up a one year quarterback yeah, every year, every year, and so, develop a, a team around it. I don't know. It's to college get, football, you get them for three. To years. get back to the question, it's a tie. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll you're gonna say BC tie. To lose. I'll pick BC to lose because, right, because why not? Uh, I I never do that. I never pick <laughs> BC to lose. But I'm so worn. I'm so worn out by this team. And and the the closing thought for me is I legitimately don't want them to win these last two games and make a bowl game because it gives this shallow 
false sense of success on this season. Yeah, there's that, zero and, and accomplishment. You know that Adazio will pitch it. That it's a it's an improvement because they went three and nine last year, and six and six is double the win total this year, and they made a bowl game. Like that's a load of garbage. Yeah. I mean, there was four automatic wins on this schedule. Okay. Well, moving forward to something that's a little uh, better news: BC basketball just started. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about BC basketball, <laughs> but we sh- we should note because it's the BC minute uh, that. Boston College lost their home opener to Nichols State, who is a I, I didn't even know existed. The Nichols Colonels. They're colonels, I guess. <laughs> See, that's how much I care about them. Um, yes, we lost 79-73. We were trailing the whole game. The whole it was game. just an embarrassment, and, I, and it, it doesn't bode well for winning an ACC game again this year. It does not. It does not, and so, I have no further comment on that. Okay, cool. Uh, well, now, I guess... Or do you have any other thing to say about the BC Minute? Anything I got nothing going on? else to say about the BC Minute. I don't think. Uh, let me think. No, no, nothing else. Okay, BC cool. hockey's pretty good. BC so, hockey's yeah. pretty good. So let's, keep an eye keep, on them. Keep in touch on them. Um, all right. So now everyone's favorite game. And time for another edition of Know Your Tens as we have that rolling along here. Now we have our special guest, Matt, who actually signed up to be on the yes, show. Yes, our, so our Matt, first requested guest. Yes, Matt, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've uh, wanted to be on the show for a while. always been secretly super jealous of Murph and his <laughs> appearances on the show. Murph, is on so, a, uh, Murph always is on a lot. <laughs> and he was on uh, a couple weeks ago for the... Uh, you guys oh, show um, about the the suspensions. Quiz. Yes, who do, I think who, he did. He went three for six. So as long as I can finish uh, above fifty percent today, I will have some bragging. <laughs> All right. Well, you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go five for ten. So I think you know the rules. You're a longtime listener, but I'll say them again. You're gonna have fifteen guesses, and the rules will be fluid because I don't think <laughs> we ever actually have exactly fifteen. Anyway, you'll have fifteen guesses to get the top ten of this category. Um, and you, being the ski extraordinaire, moved out to Jackson Hole uh, a few years ago. Did some, did a lot of good skiing and whatever out there. I think you might have a good shot at above fifty percent here. All right, hit me with it. All right, you ready? We need okay. to know the top ten most visited ski and snowboard resorts in North America. So the top ten most cool. visited in two thousand fifteen. You can start right. whenever you want, and they don't have to be in order. We'll let you know if they're right or wrong. Yeah, we'll tell you what place it is if it's on the list. We have the top twelve. I have the top twelve here, just in so, case. Yeah, and, you and get also, partial credit for eleven and a few bonuses, but just go ahead whenever you think you got it. All right, um, I think Vale. I'm gonna go Vale and Aspen. It's got to be up there near the top. Vale Mountain. <laughs> Correct. Vale That's- is number one on the list. That's a very good Woo. start. Very hot start. Uh, annual visits. 1.6 million people visit Vale, including you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one um, for one. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna lock in Aspen as well, or is that the same? I don't. I'm know. gonna lock in Aspen. I'm gonna and I'm gonna make a guess that it's uh, number two. All right, let me see Aspen. Mm. Aspen is not on the list. That is a, that is not a good start. So one for two. <laughs> wow. One for two. All right, right at that 50% mark. But you got number one um, down, which is the hardest. <laughs> let's go. Uh, 
Let's go East Coast. Let's try Killington. Killington. Can I see Killington? Oh, Killington is, is number 13. It's the most visited East Coast mountain. Unfortunately, it's Ooh. not a top 10 mountain. So that's that's an, that's, that's an easy a, hint. So that means yeah. there's no East Coast mountains. They're all West and Coast in the top 10. That's, that's a big time hit. All right, so let's throw it out to the West Coast. Um, let's go with Heavenly. Heavenly. Can I see Heavenly? Correct. Number eight on the list with 890,000 uh, visitors in 2015. All right, so you've got number one and number eight, and you've guessed four times. You're at 50%. You're on the Murph pace. You're on Murph pace. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's throw it up to Canada and try Whistler. Whistler. Can I see Whistler? Wait, can I pause him? Yes, pause him. I think this is America, not North America. Because oh. Whistler should be on the list, and it's not on the list. Okay. So when I said right. North America, okay. I meant just America. I apologize. Not Canada. Okay, keeping it, keep it in the States. Yes, no, but no, Whistler, like Whistler is definitely up up there for North America, because right, I saw not, it on the list it's earlier. It's not here, though. So, yeah, we're going America, it looks like. So no guess. It's a wash. False start. False wash. start. On the host. Let's throw it down to Utah and go with Park City. Give me Park City. Correct. Number nice. 10, just inside the list with 850,000 visitors. All right, so you've got, are you ready for your update? How you feeling? How do you feel? I'm, feel, I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, are you, are you trying to run through some in your head? Because you've got number eight and number nine, so you're missing some big ones. So you've yeah, got number still, one, number eight, and number eight. I'm still rocked by that Aspen uh, off the list. That really, that really got me. That three. Well, champions get knocked down and get back up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's um, let's throw throw it back to Colorado and get, try Breckenridge. Can I see Breckenridge? That's nice. number two with also 1.6 million visitors in 2015. Ooh. All right, you are past the Murph pace. Yes, he's over Murph. What is he? Four for You're six. You're four for six. Four for six. You have six guesses and four correct. That's pretty good. And also, one of your guesses was an East Coast, which was actually a helpful guess. Right. By getting it wrong. Mm. So you're making productive misses here too. Good losses. <laughs> let's uh, all right. Let's keep it in Colorado. How about Telluride? Give me, give me that. <laughs> Telluride is not on the Telluride. list. <laughs> all right, so four for seven. Not even top thirteen. Um, one more Colorado Snowmass. Let me see Snowmass. <laughs> Number oh. twelve, just outside the top ten. Ooh, so that's oh. a. That's one of those borderline. That's ones. a tough one. All right, so Lechner, you are now four for eight. You're back on Murph pace. <laughs> okay, so four for eight. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a hint. Okay, of the remaining one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. There's six left. Oh, this is a good hint. Only one of them is not in Colorado. Is that helpful? Only one of them is not in Colorado. Correct. So there's five Colorado, one non-Colorado. And you've gotten number one, go number with, two, number eight, number ten. Let's go with the canyons. The canyons? Can I get the canyons? Ooh. Nope. Ooh. I've never even heard of the canyons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's he's slipped below Murph Pace. Below now. Murph Pace. Don't outthink yourself. <laughs> there's some easy ones on the board. Damn, so many, so many of those in Colorado. All right. 
think as an East Coaster, which ones pop out to you as a as an East Coaster? Like, oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of oh, that. Oh, this is actually the first place that I skied uh, out west growing up. Uh, Beaver Creek. Beaver Creek. Give me Beaver Creek. Correct. That's number seven with 919,000 uh, visitors in 2015. So that puts you back on Murph Pace. You're now five for ten. All right, you're shooting 50%. And, you, and, so, and you're, you're looking for three, four, five, six, and nine on the list. So the last five, we usually do this. Um, we will only t- count it as a guess if you get it wrong. So you have five more misses. Yep. That may be a lot. Right. I don't know. I don't know how many ski resorts are out there, but <laughs> you, you can have five misses unless you just can't think of anything. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a stab at that one that's left out there that's not in Colorado. I'm going to go with uh, Big Sky, Montana. Big Sky, Montana. Mm. Good, good guess, but not on Ooh. the list. Not on the list. That's something I've heard of, though. So you're on the right track. Yeah, I think Big Sky might be the largest mountain uh, by acreage, but it's kind of hard to get to, so that that makes yeah. sense. There you go. you got to think of all the factors. <laughs> <laughs> got to think of <laughs> All right, so how many I got left? I got four misses left. You've got four misses left. And let me give you a recap here because you've got number one, number two, number seven, number eight, number ten. The number three mountain is the one that's not in Colorado. So it's a big, important mountain, I think. I've never skied there, but a lot of people go there. Um, but I don't know if you want to waste your guesses. You, you, you got a high percentage shot if you, if you shoot in Colorado. It's true, it's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that one, uh, the non-Colorado, <laughs> and go with Tahoe. Gutsy. Tahoe. Can I see Tahoe? Mm. No Tahoe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so so I'm gonna offer one more hint on the non-Colorado one, even though maybe we're just teasing you with this and making you burn, burn all your shots <laughs> outside guesses, of Colorado. Yeah. Uh, it is further west than Colorado. Further west than Colorado. That's a pretty good hint. You could just say just a little bit if you want. It's it's in California. Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's in California. Um, did you just say it's in California? It's in California. We gave you a big hint there. And another mammoth. Mammoth Mountain. Can I see that one? Correct. Number three. Mammoth Mountain. One point one two million. Way to way to be gutsy and knock out the non-Colorado. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> Swinging for the fences. Or can you just not think of any other Colorado resorts? <laughs> We're about to find there out. There's so many that uh, they kind of get blurred together. Yeah. You're just too smart. All right. Well, you got a realistic shot at this because you got how many misses you have left? Three so or? he has, he's five or he's six for 12. So he's got three misses but left. You have right? three misses left. Okay. And you got to mm-hmm. nail four Colorado mountains on these seven guesses, technically. Let's go, uh, ooh, Crescent Butte. Give me Crescent Butte. Mm. No luck. Oh. All right, getting down to the wire. Two misses left. There's some big names. I mean, I know you know all of them, but Hmm. I would get two of these. Oh, that's not helpful. Oh, I've been to one of them. God, what is the name of that one? (laughs) God, Aspen. Aspen is still still in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think about Aspen. We're past it. Uh, I'm going to have to ask for a hint here. Ooh, Ooh, a hint. Reaching out for a hint. All right. All right. Um, let me think of a good hint. 
One of them, and this is going to give it away. <laughs> I know. I'll try, I was trying to think of a way to give a hint on this. <laughs> All right. D- you probably indulge in one or two of a beverage named after this mountain oh, on the weekend. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> Keystone. <laughs> <laughs> Keystone. Oh, man. <laughs> That's number Keystone, four. number four on the list with 1.03 million visitors a year. That's I, that's still kind of a sneaky one, I feel like. You know, when you think of Colorado skin, yeah. Keystone doesn't pop off. I it. feel like it pops off for me as an East Coaster. I'm like, oh, name the Keystone, Vale, Breckenridge, and then there's one more that you got to get. And then the other two I don't think I've ever heard of. But you've got two guesses left. Does it start with an S? That's, yes, that's one a, of them does. One of them does, yeah. That's a big hint, I think. Does it start with the word snow? <laughs> no, it does not. No. <laughs> you guessed snow mass, so it's not that. Yeah, I did guess snow mass. But it, the one does start with an S. It actually it's technically starts with two S's. Yeah, true. It's a two-word one. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. It's two words. Two words. Well, at least I know it as two words. It may not be that. Is there anything we can do to help you? What, what do you What do you need from us besides giving you the answers? You have two guesses left. How, how can I How can I lead you there? Let's go with. Oh, there's one right near Boulder. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Boulder. Final answer. Boulder. Can I see Boulder? <laughs> no. Incorrect. All right, Lechner, you're down to one more guess. You've gotten, listen to this, you've come this far. You've got number one, number two, number three, number four, number seven, number eight, number ten. So you, I've gotten that many? You've gotten, wow. you've gotten seven out of 14. Okay, I'm right on Murph's pace. You're right on Murph's pace, Murph so pace, you, you this... really need this to beat Murph's pace, <laughs> to just yeah, shatter Murph's break. record. This is a big one. This is big. <laughs> oh, you gotta get one. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> oh, it's tearing me up. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's know your tens, man. It gets oh, no. tough. It's it gets not, tough. It isn't know your sevens. And it's it's Colorado. We're still in Colorado. It's still in Colorado. Colorado. All three of these are in Colorado. So I feel like numbers wise, you get a good shot here. <laughs> but can you think of one? That's the question. <laughs> Oh no! Should we play the Jeopardy know. song? <laughs> Give me the Jeopardy song. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hold on. <laughs> He's gonna have to pull it up. Play the ding for him, and maybe that'll. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, that's this what one... helped for Will Campbell. Here, he played the here, ding. Here, yeah. This worked for someone else. This is gonna just give you positive reinforcement. Okay, I just want you to listen to this. You hear that sound? That's you being right. Oh, oh that's yeah, yeah. you. No, no, no. I like, I like, I like where you're going with that. How does it feel? Feels good to be right. <laughs> See. All right, that's you too, can do that's this. too many. You can do this. Don't do that anymore. Unless he gets it right. <laughs> so now you've got all the right dings just floating around in your head. All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Uh, Mount Baker. Mount Baker. Give me Mount Baker. No. no. Comes no. up short. <laughs> all right, the official tally. Unfortunately, Lechner, you did not beat Murph Pace. Seven out of ten, which is good. Which is good. Seven out of ten. And we actually we, we followed the rules. We yeah. we did the fifteen guesses. Once you hit ten, so five I, incorrect I, guesses. I will say this, Murph played a different game. Murph played a different you know, game. 
Like Murph, you can't keep guessing wrong in True. Murph's game. You know, Murph didn't keep getting tallies added for guessing wrong, whereas in this game you do. Still, <laughs> it, it's just about it's about beating Murph. You got to beat Murph. Yeah, but he, yeah, you got seven out of a possible ten. Are, are you Murph. ready to hear the ones you missed? I pre I appreciate the pity points. So, <laughs> yeah, but let's hear them. All right, number five, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. The one. That's the one you gotta I've been get. There. <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta know, man. You, if you visited, you added to the tally. Um, number six and number All nine. Right, number six and number nine, I, I haven't heard of or skied, but Winter Park Resort. Uh, Is that a big one? And also, uh, not really. Copper Mountain. Copper. I should have gotten copper. You should have got copper. You should have got steamboat. Winter Park, man, I don't know about. Those Coloradans oh. like. <laughs> for bo- for bonus, here's a bonus for you. Maybe you can make something up here. You named right. what are the two most visited East Coast mountains? You named one. Killington and Stowe. Uh, Stowe is <clears throat> incorrect. Okimo. Ooh. Okimo. Okimo is the most visited, second most visited. Killington's number one. There you go. And for an extreme bonus, Lechner, <laughs> you'll never get this. <laughs> I know, I know you won't, but what is the most visited resort in the world? So just for reference, the highest visited U.S. is number 21 on the list. So there's 21 mountains in Europe and, and in other parts of the world that it could be. Mm-hmm. So what is that most visited mountain in the world? I'm going to go with... Um... Uh, Zermatt. Zermatt? <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> um, it is actually, and I, when I was re- reading up on this, I, I saw that it was not known as a very popular mountain, but it's the most visited. La Plange, France. Have you heard of that? No. La Plange, France has, has more than 2.5 million skiers a year. Wow. More than, almost double the U.S. Almost double the, the highest yeah. U.S. Yeah. So you learn something so, new every day. That's it, Lechner. You you used to live out in Colorado. Wait, no, you <laughs> live in Wyoming. Yeah, I got to do my homework. You you <laughs> could have done better, but you could have done way worse. Could have done way worse. So when we talked a couple of weeks ago about coming on the show, <laughs> yeah. I did some research, and for some reason, I decided that I tried to guess what you guys would would ask me about, and I started <laughs> uh, studying. I did my homework on uh, national parks. <laughs> All right. And. <laughs> On uh, 90s hockey, 90s <laughs> NHL. I love it. I love it. Well, we couldn't and do. So I was, I was super into uh, your guys' show a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with Doug. He the, did a pretty, we he need did to a have, good job. We need to have with the 90s NHL set. We need you and Doug to face off. We should, each we other. should do a 90s hockey 90s, face off. 90s face off. Who can name oh, them? Yeah, if, who, we ta- if, if we had tag team that, I think we definitely could. <laughs> it. We might have to do Let's that. Have do a face off. A face off. Yeah. All right. So this is the throwdown, Lechner. You and Doug are going to go up against each other in 90s hockey knowledge. Okay? Wow. Maybe not next week, but soon. So you better, you got a few few days, a few weeks to do your homework. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. All right. <laughs> All right. Start prepping for that, and we will be in touch on the 90s face-off. So, Matt Lechner, thank <laughs> you again. Right, thank you again for joining us, and we can't wait to have you on again. Nice work, man. Sounds good, fellas. Have a good night. See you. You too. All right. So thanks again to Matt for joining us on Know Your Tens once again. Uh, so seven out of ten, pretty good, pretty good. That's um, not bad. Seven out of ten is out. really good. I mean, that was a tough. Ca- I mean, I wouldn't have gotten seven out of ten. I would have gotten those. four out of ten. Yeah. So, so that's. I mean, I think we might have had high expectations for him because he's he's big into it. But the seven thing out is, of ten is still really good. 
our our guests shouldn't be able to get ten. Right. I think right. seven out of ten is a very good score. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Five out of ten should be average. Yeah. Seven out of ten, eight out of ten is is very good. Nine out of ten is phenomenal. Ten out of ten should be unheard of. Ten out of ten should never happen. It shouldn't happen. You shouldn't know your ten. You should yeah. You should you know should, your sevens. You should, exactly. Know your five to sevens. Exactly. I like exactly. it. Exactly. So um now we don't have Who Done Did It, but um we really like our theme song. Special so. request. We're gonna play the theme song. We don't have Who Done Did It this week. Um, we didn't have time because I was traveling and yeah. didn't have time to put it And I don't think we can do them every, we won't do two every episode. I don't think. We could some episodes. We, we use, yeah, most episodes. Okay, cool. More than some. But yeah, here, okay. Oh, here's the Here's song. our theme song. Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? So that's our theme song. I love it. It's a great theme song. I love both theme songs. They're I, both deep cut songs. They're deep cut songs, <laughs> and they're so opposite of each other that it's hilarious. <laughs> and they they say the words in them, yeah, which is perfect. Exactly. Get out. I want to get ten out of ten. And who did it? Who did it? Who <laughs> Just done over did. and over again. I love it. So uh, that brings us into the next uh, section of the show, which is sports. We've missed a ton of sports, so we, we can't a ton try of sports. to we can't try to get all of it. I, I want to do quick hitter. I kind of just want to touch on sports because, like, we're we're gonna talk about. We're not. Gonna, for yeah. example, we're gonna have to talk about the Cubs winning the World Series. Right, that we was didn't, a long time. Ago, <laughs> we but, didn't talk but, about. Yeah, it. we haven't yeah. been on since they won the yeah. World Series because they won like right after our last show. Yeah. So, uh, the Cubs won the World Series. So the Cubs won the World Series for the first time in a hundred years. You. Switched your. I switched several times. You switched several times, <laughs> but you you made the right decision. You picked the Cubs. I picked against the Cubs, thinking. <laughs> You couldn't win when you were supposed to win. Yeah. The game itself turned out to be one of the all-time game sevens so, that I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Maybe yeah. that anyone's ever seen. Yeah. That's the part that deserves talking about. That that was an amazing game, neutrally, an amazing game seven. The only thing I would change, and and some people probably think it makes for a better game, is that the rain delay. Yeah. Between the ninth and the tenth inning. Yeah. The yeah. It's you know, at the time I hated it. I'm like, oh god, like you know, it's just. Uh, you, it was late. It, but I want to go to bed. It, it was late. Everyone wanted to go to bed. But like that also that also adds to just the tension. Like imagine being a Cubs or an Indians fan in that situation. And then oh, you got geez. a rain delay. It's like, oh, my God, like I'm going to. Oh, it's it drives you nuts. So, it, you know, it added to the tension there. It, you know, it 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 swung momentum back for the Cubs. Certainly, um, you know, I mean, they they just blown that lead. And, you know, the Indians had the momentum. Now, granted, the Cubs had started to curb that a little bit before the rain delay by getting out of the jams they were in and, yeah. and you know, getting to the point they were at. But um, either way, I think, you know, we had talked for a while about the Cubs not being able to just do it when everyone thought they were going to do it. And, you know, the situation they ended up in sort of qualified that. I yeah, think. that you, was it. They were that, down three to one. That like, game was a curse breaking game. Yeah, which exactly. is fine. Like, like, like you, what you knew couldn't happen was that they couldn't come in here and just sweep. You know, like like the, the team that's expected to win comes in and sweeps. You know, the yeah. Indians, we, we said it like you can't. This team's been written off a million times these playoffs. It's going to be a dogfight of a series. Um, so, you know, yeah, going down three to one proved to be that kind of that improbability that was needed to be overcome by the Cubs. But Darn either Cubs. way, I mean, just amazing, you know, managing. I mean, some questionable managing, too. I will say that uh, a lot of a lot of heat that Joe Madden took for his use of Chapman yeah, but in game he, six. If you win the World Series, you can't. How do you take any heat if you win the World Series? Yeah. I mean, I get it. But a bunch of people yeah. making manager decisions here on their butt. Yeah. I, I watching, mean, like, certainly. And I mean, you know, people will criticize that, but they won't give credit for the good ones. You know, it's a game you can't win as a manager, yeah. you know, you know. 
people it's you, you you don't get the respect unless you make every single move perfectly um but i mean you know I think that that was the one that was pretty glaring. I think some of these ones, like we criticized on Andrew Miller bringing him in, like in the fifth inning, and yeah. it was like that was a great move. But you know, back in the ALCS, bringing him in so early, um, and even in the ALDS, the Chapman one was just that it was nine to two. You know, it's like yeah. it's nine to two he in game sat six. That game. You know, he's got to come out. I think the 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 biggest one was that he went in there seven to two, and then the Cubs added two more in the inning, and then he came back out for the for the ninth in a nine to two game. It's like yeah. at that point, if you're going to win this series, you're going to need him in game seven too. You know, yeah. so um, I, I know you you don't want to think ahead when you're when you're win or go home. You know, you got to do it. We got to win this game at all costs. But it got a little extreme there when it was nine to two, and and it and you know that goes by the wayside if Chapman doesn't pitch horrendously in game seven and blow that lead. So that's that was bad, which know, is, that which was is as, exactly as a fan, even, I mean, obviously as, as if you're a fan of neither team, you just want to see baseball, you kind of root for that because yeah. you want there to be consequences for throwing the best pitcher in yeah. baseball for four innings. Yeah. You want to say, cause that's, that's what every like fake manager playing 2k wants to do <laughs> yeah, is like, yeah. Six inning, I'll put in my best pitcher. Why don't why don't the closers just pitch four innings? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, that's the idea. Yeah, and and to see him fail because he pitched four over, innings, overused, overused the yeah. few few games before that. Everyone's sitting there like, cool. I know baseball rules, and and that's what yeah. happens when when yeah. you pitch them too much. It's sort of a reality check. It's like, all right, there's a limit to how how outside the box we can go here. You know? Yeah. Um. But in the end, obviously the Cubs win it. Um, the question so. becomes now, Derek, who's the cursed team in baseball? That's a good question. Because I went on record before the game started and cursed the Rays. I just said the Rays are cursed. Oh. Well, then they must be. So now they're. they're, they're I, I mean, why not? There's no yeah. cursed teams. Is it? Is it? So what is it? That, what is the curse of though? Is it like the the curse of all the curse Steve Arena stupid thing? You know, the curse of the Steve Arena. Oh, there you go. Like Bambino. Yeah, yeah, the Steve Arena. Or is it? Or is it like a Joe Madden related curse? Maybe it's the Joe curse. The Joe curse. The Joe Madden. Like he curse. left and then he won. He left and you then know? they won. So they let him go. And they were going to win before him. Now, right? Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. as, as long as as long as we can get media press and, and be America's lovable losers, yeah, that's yeah. fine. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Every, um, everyone loves losers. So. Yeah. No, my my money on because you're right though. They're always in baseball. There's always a team that they need to the media needs to make out as being cursed. So my my money right now it's is Cleveland. on it being either Cleveland. It's Cleveland in the in the short term, uh, or it could be Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh can t- continue to be can yeah. develop a cursed moniker if they. Are good and continue to lose. I'm gonna say the race. Yeah. I like the Joe Madden thing you threw out. Yeah, yeah. The he curse, he the goes curse of Joe Madden. The curse of Joe. Yeah. The curse of cool Joe. <laughs> so, uh, any other World Series thoughts? Baseball's over. Uh, baseball's over. Yeah, baseball was good. Great, it was good. Great World Series. Great, you know, phenomenal. Great. And uh, I know I'm in the minority here, but the regular season was great too. Yeah. It was. It was a lot of no name teams out of nowhere, and a lot of bad teams playing, or a lot of supposedly good teams playing poorly, mm-hmm. which is right. I like to see. So, uh, so that's that. Uh, let's go to the NFL and keep it quick here. So quick. W- we got three topics I see, and so let's keep it to that. So first one, Seahawks take down the Pats on Sunday night. Um, surprising given the line. The Patriots were pretty big favorites. The Seahawks have been somewhat unimpressive this year uh, compared to what their expectations are, I uh-huh. think. They're still a good team. Well, they have the formula to beat the they Pats. They do. They do. They're the team that is built yeah. as the antithesis to the Pats, yep. which is someone who can disrupt Tom Brady, make... Because Tom Brady doesn't light up the field with yeah. passes. He makes good, smart throws, a lot of checkdowns. Teams that can pressure him so he can't make any mid-range to deep throws. And then DBs who are physical DBs enough. who can man. Who can man yeah. up and who can make tackles yeah. before the first down marker. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the man coverage is the is the key there. Uh, the, w- 
the the blueprint it, the, the really the, there's two keys to the blueprint against the Patriots and it's pressure and man-to-man coverage those are the those and the, that's the thing the is if you it, as funny as it sounds Edelman is probably the hardest person to to man cover on the team just because he does if, quick if little slant routes if and you're they, getting pressure and they set yeah, yeah and they set pick pick plays so yeah if you can cover those short routes from him and not yeah. allow Gronk like a well, seam play every once right. in a while that's the, well, and that's where the pressure comes in yeah. because because if you're not getting pressure you cannot play man on Gronk it's impossible if, if you give if if Brady has three seconds plus in the pocket Gronk will be downfield by the time that happens and nobody can cover him on a seam individually you know the Seahawks did a great job with bracketing him. Uh, the the play that he got cr- he got cracked on. Yeah, was he said Earl, it's the hard, Earl, one of the Tom- hardest hits he's ever. That was Earl Thomas right. over the top, and they had Chancellor underneath him. I mean, like you know, is there a is there a worse gauntlet to go through as a tight end than that? If you're trying to if you're being bracketed and by and Chancellor Earl Thomas and is Thomas, not a big dude, but he hits hard. But he hits yeah. hard. So so yes, the Seahawks have the blueprint to beat the Pats. The Pats defense looked terrible, and Belichick's going to start to get a lot of heat if they continue to look that way for trading away Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins before this season and we're not going to rehatch this but I'll just say this is a reminder that you don't have to get a draft pick for every single guy that comes through your system you know there's there's times when letting a guy play the rest of his contract out is better for the team than getting something for him so we'll see how this pans out but the first the first game of no Jamie Collins and again I'm not saying they would have like shut shut out the Seahawks with Collins again Collins might not have been playing that well but you know it doesn't bode well that you got rid of a guy if you're going to play that poorly on defense, no matter whether that guy's the answer or not, you got rid of someone who was who was at least a contributor on the defense. And so the idea, the 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 crux of it is, it doesn't matter. The the Pats are going to win yeah. their division. They're going to. I mean, it may matter for home field. It could matter for home field, but we'll see. I think in the long run, like the Pat, that this is the hardest this game, game the Pats are going to play. Yeah, the Pats have a, if, a pretty easy. And if schedule. you can lose on a final second goal yeah. line stand, yeah. I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't give me too much concern about the Pats, but it. You know, home the Patriots not having home field is very important. If if it's a certain, if it's a few different teams, if it's Denver, it's a huge deal. You know, yeah. the Patriots have well documented have trouble. Ha, they've had trouble going to Denver. Uh, so I would be concerned with the same thing in Kansas City. Kansas City seven and two somehow. You know, this is the same thing as last year. Everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs stink. They're, you know, the, the Chiefs went like like thirteen and three last year. Or Alex something. Smith is a good quarterback, and, and so the Chiefs are a good team. And I think particularly if they have home field, they're a dangerous team. I don't think they can go on the road many places and win in the playoffs. But either way, it's that's the only area it might be concerning, but we'll see how it goes. It's nothing I'm panicking about right now. So cool. um, next topic. Next topic. So I, I was uh, home for the week, as you guys have heard, and I also got to see the Bucks play at home. Bucks versus Bears. Uh, the Bucks dismantled the Bears, which is nice for once. The Bucks, luckily, they beat bad teams, yeah. and they lose to good teams. So we're moving up. We're, you, you, we're a middle-of-the-road team now, which is fine. Right. Jameis is getting better. He makes some unbelievable plays. I don't know if you saw the scramble play. I didn't see much of that. I didn't really see the game. But if you look up one play, it's going to be one of the plays of the year. Um, top, Certainly top five from any team all year. Uh, Jameis was at his own 15, scrambled back into his end zone, juked out four people, wow. chucked it up to Mike Evans, who made an unbelievable catch. Anyway, great game, great atmosphere at Buck Stadium. Alshon Jeffrey actually suspended four games mm-hmm. Right after that, for um, drug use, they Drugs. they don't they don't say what it was, um, but four use four uh, games usually means PEDs. I think I it's PED. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, so he's out. The Bears are a mess. Cutler's oh, yeah. gonna, Cutler's going to be gone after the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they need to really kind of start from scratch there. Yeah. And, and they don't have a defense. They don't have an offense. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really unfortunate because the Bears used to be at least at least defense, at least defense, yeah. or like late '90s, early 2000s, one of yeah. the powerhouses. So. Yeah. Uh, but the Bucks win, big win. There you go. So next topic: Jerry Jones finally 
gives the vote of confidence to Dak Prescott after, you know, 10, 10 weeks, he finally gets it. Jones says that Dak Prescott, and actually, I don't know if you saw the quote, kind of like subtly throwing some shade at Tony Romo for some reason. He basically said that Dak Prescott's the starter and it's not even close. <laughs> it yeah, is after- what Jerry Jones said after saying that Romo was the starter, at, like period, <laughs> a few yeah. weeks ago. So, uh, you know, Jerry Jones ought to stay out of this situation and, and let the coaching coaching staff decide it. But either way, I think that this is the outcome that the coaching staff would have come to anyway. You know, I mean, we've talked about this before and he has continued on the path that we said you can't bench him if he continues on this path. He's, I mean, the, so the Cowboys have won eight games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't the, bench someone who's won for the first time since like 1977 or something. Yeah. And the only other the next closest right now is is who's on TV Monday night. The Giants gunning for their fourth in a row. Yeah. Um, and it's that division's already yeah. out of reach. Yeah. They're, they're, it's just and Dak Prescott is a better option at quarterback. And the fact that that was a yeah. discussion was kind of stupid. Yeah. And, and with how difficult it is in the NFL to come across a young quarterback who can be your centerpiece. Yeah. I mean, like the Cowboys might have it here. Like he, he's, he's shown for a rookie that he's, he's smart. He's not making mistakes. That's so he's, huge. I love I mean, that. He, he, he knows that he has a, a dynamic playmaker at running back, and he has a great offensive line. He doesn't try to play out of himself. A good enough defense. He's, it's like, I mean, it's he's he's done everything right so far. And so I think the, the longer this goes, the more dangerous the Cowboys are. The Cowboys made a statement this week against Pittsburgh that they are a team to be messed with. I mean, they... they they're they're as legitimate a Super Bowl contender as there is in the league right now. They might be the I might call them the top candidate right and now. And it's it's strange because you don't say that about rookie QB yeah. unless yeah. I mean back when, even when Russell Wilson was having his run, yeah. they were still nobodies. You don't really think about yeah. them. This team, I mean, it is the Cowboys. It's yeah. quote unquote America's team, but yeah. they're getting a lot of press now. And Dak Prescott is, are. I mean, on fire. Yeah. I mean, his best is as much as on fire as you can be with the best yeah. offensive line and the best running back in the country. Yeah, as long as you're a above average quarterback which mm-hmm. i guess tony romo was not yeah well so here's the thing tony romo had seasons similar to this that had Im- that imploded before yes and so we will see he is, he's the anti-clutch we, we will see well right we, i was gonna say we'll see if this is a tony romo thing or if this is a dallas cowboy thing there you go we're it's gonna actually, find out on thanksgiving probably in a, you know in a, in a week or two when the cowboys are on in the limelight we'll see what they're made of um but either way the, you know cowboys obviously rolling and, uh, you know, a lot of teams jealous of that combo they have right there with Prescott and Zeke Elliott, who's probably the MVP uh, front runner right now, uh, you know, as a rookie. So it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, and now moving on to the least surprising news anyone <laughs> has heard all week. Uh, HBO has officially canceled any given Wednesday, uh, the Bill Simmons HBO show after 17 episodes, abysmal television rating, terrible show. I, I've watched it a few times. It was not good. It was like if you were sitting in, this room here watching us watching a podcast and it's just kind of boring you're just watching two people sit next to each other like listening is great yeah. right Derek yeah <laughs> uh, but it was just him sitting there with guests not even great guests no. and asking them very easy questions layup questions and I mean I, I've never been a huge fan of Bill Simmons I yeah. like his his podcast yeah uh, he's like, a po- he should be a podcast he's, guy. he's a pod and he, and he runs this it's called the ringer like a, a series yeah. of different podcasts very well but the show was just a bomb. I mean, he tried to make. He, it's like if we tried to just make a TV show that and did was our nothing po- that differently. Was our podcast. Yeah, it did nothing differently. Yeah. Oh, and just, just added video. It was like it was like an insult to the viewers. Like, hey, you guys love me so much. Now you can watch me too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm not gonna do anything different. You can yeah. watch me. Did you see the Bill Simmons Chris Collinsworth interaction? I did, and I <laughs> I saw you pull it up, so I want you to read it because it he's. 
I don't like Chris Collinsworth, but he smoked him. So so Bill Simmons tweeted, I think they call this a subtweet in, in the Twitter world, where he didn't actually like tweet it at Chris Collinsworth. He just said Collinsworth's name in the tweet, you know? Mm-hmm. He says, somebody needs to gently break the news to Collinsworth that the Pats have a weak front seven, and that's why Seattle's O-line looks so good. Basically Honest, just defending the Pats. In itself, in itself, I somewhat agree. The Pats front seven played poorly. Doesn't matter in this context. Uh, Collinsworth... Uh, quotes Simmons' tweet on Twitter, like he puts, he replies to it. Basically, says, "Thanks, Bill. We'll look for you to gently break it down on that hit show of yours." <laughs> he deleted uh, it. 15 he deleted minutes, it. He fifteen de- minutes later. It shortly after, but still but. very funny. Roast him because <laughs> yeah. the show got canceled. Seventeen episodes. Yeah, terrible show. Um, Chris Collinsworth does suck. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so just two yeah. boring people <laughs> having stupid tweets at each other. That's that's so is life. <laughs> um, so that's that. Any any other sports? That's all the sports I got. Right, sports sports out. Uh, brings us to the final segment uh, before the final drive, which is Westworld. No no beating around the bush here. This is just about Westworld because I don't want to give any spoilers. Because wow, no spoilers. Okay. So okay. Uh, could, because people might not have watched it, and this would be a spoiler. This, yeah, this okay, would be yeah, a yeah, spoiler right, of spoilers. Right, the show's going on right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but I will say some crazy stuff is happening. Yeah. Uh, the show is great, but I really, really dislike when people are sitting talking to each other. Like, did you did you watch this episode? I did. The the board member. There's a board member who shows up. She's like 20 years old. <laughs> she is fooling around with the robots. She has no respect or regard for people around her. Yeah. And I'm supposed to believe that she's the bo- she's on the board and yeah. she has firing power. She can. Yeah. I remember last episode when she was at the bar with the. Yeah. Bar with the guy. Yeah. She can just, like, I'm supposed to believe this 20 year old person is, has more power than every single person at this company, this multi billion dollar company. And they sent her, this person who is getting drunk and having sex with robots and <laughs> really doing nothing of any, I don't know, substance. Yeah. Those, and then she's rolling around the, on the bed, smoking a cigarette, like yeah. not looking this girl in the eye. It just was. I'm not. It feels I don't, like there's got to be more to that. Uh, like it seems out of place. It seems wrong. I feel like the casting is off a bit in this show. Yeah. The person. So I won't say a name, but w- one of the main women characters does not is not a good actor. Not a good actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom said it best. She seems like she's got a German accent, but she's trying to hide it. Um, and, and she's just like not looking around, which is kind of weird because then you think, oh, maybe she's acting weird because she's a robot and she's a really good actress. Right, um, right. Turns out later we find out she's not. <laughs> so this person is not an act- <laughs> This person's not a robot. She's a bad actress. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things I like about Westworld, a lot of things I don't yeah. like. Westworld is certainly a unique concept and they're pushing the envelope in a lot of different areas. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of boring over your head conversations that don't need yeah. to happen, that, that, and or that can happen later once you understand them a little bit more. And there's a lot of fake drama. Yeah, there, there's a lot of drama introduced by characters just being stupid, <laughs> like that guy getting really drunk and peeing on the thing. Yeah, you're yeah. like, this does not need to happen because people don't do that. Yeah, because that's not a normal human <laughs> yeah. reaction. Maybe it's what robots do, and everyone's a robot. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, so. so. I'd like to hear your thoughts on no. I mean, without any spoilers, yeah. Without without spoilers, yeah. So the reason, um, so no, I, I agree. fake spoiler alert. The reason we say no spoilers is because this was a big episode. Yeah, yeah right. There was right. a huge thing that happened. An amazing. But thing. But I, I will say that we should probably, you know, at some point. So for instance, like with Game of Thrones, we never do that. We never, we never say like, oh, we won't talk about it yet. And and it's different because Westworld's new and people might still not be on it yet. Yeah. 
But I think at a certain point, we're going to have to like if, if there are three more straight episodes as big as this one, we're going to have to talk about we're it. We're going to have to talk about it. We can't just we can't say no spoilers. But I think for this one, we can say no spoilers and encourage you to watch it because we might start spoiling in upcoming episodes. Um, but yeah, in, crazy, crazy episode to turn here. I, I think in general, what's what I've loved about the last two episodes or so is the is the is the is the turn that you saw coming at some point, which is the self-awareness that we're yeah. starting to see out of all the robots, not all the robots out of some of the robots. <laughs> um, that would be bad if all the robots started to be self-aware. Um, but the self-awareness adds just a very, very n- new and cool dynamic to the show, you know, because it's like it, it brings you into this loop of like of, you know, the whole, you know, you mentioned like questioning your own reality. Well, that's thing. there was a moment in it's, this episode where you kind of for half a second go, ooh, oh, maybe yeah. No, 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 no. I'm real. Yeah. I'm real. I'm definitely real. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but, but even like, you know, with uh, Maeve, for example, the, the kind of one of the yeah. main robots who's started to be self-aware, um, you know, she has these moments where she is self-aware, but then she still says something that's programmed yeah. and she like, she says it and she's like, she like knows that she said it and she didn't really intend to say it, but like it's programmed, you know? So it's like, it's reaching that level of self-awareness that is like kind of like confusing and like sends your mind in loops a little bit because it's like she's still a robot but she knows she's a robot you know yeah. and it's like she's it, there's still things she can't control but then there's a lot more she's starting to be able to control it's gonna be so the one thing i i don't want a second season because really? i want this wrapped up in a nice little bow there's already so much i there's so much stuff going on that i can't like process it all i just kind of wanted to i don't want to disappoint you but i think there's definitely gonna be a second uh, season because i was gonna say how do they land this ship there's think, no way. I think there's definitely going to be a second season. Okay, well, uh, I can kind of see that coming too. Uh, I mean, like because this wasn't pitched as a miniseries, like HBO will run with a show that gets good ratings. Like, like they just they will. Uh, I think I think they'll continue it. Um, you know, and in the Sunday night nine o'clock drama, they've been waiting for a show that that was that was well received. Has this in been well received? By I, the- I th- oh, I think so. I, I mean, I assume so. But, I mean, there's a lot of like you know theories and like analysis of the show and things like that and that's yeah. the type of thing that i think hasn't been garnered much of with shows like the leftovers well and let's True let's Detective. not let's not rule this out but it was also directed by the same person who directed lost <laughs> that's true so we that's could true. be getting ourselves into a seven season i feel like that i feel like everyone directs <laughs> i feel like the lost directors direct everything <laughs> that's true but and and leftovers lost both shows yeah. that kind of had these grand themes that you're really interested yeah. in finding out what happens. Yeah. There's a lot of questions, yeah. but then you kind of start learning that nothing will ever be answered. Yeah, but and I, I can kind of see that happening. So here. I can, but I don't feel it as much because we are getting some. We're getting answers. We're getting some answers. It feels like like we're getting answers about the origin of what happened a little bit. You know, we're starting to get. You think we're gonna learn what. Arthur in the maze and all that. I, I, you know, I'm going to say I the don't. The maze is tough. I don't know if we're going to really. Yeah, I can't confidently say we're going to get full answer on the maze. I think it's a lot. I think we're I, getting lost. But I think we're getting a lot more on Arthur. Like, like not a spoiler. For, it's from the previous episode, yeah. but uh, the girl gets gets abducted when she's in there looking at that thing. The it's an extremely vague way to describe that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she she was out doing a little exploration mission and she got abducted in that little in that little cave or whatever she was in. The theater. Um, the abandoned theater. Yeah, the abandoned theater. So. Uh, I think that Arthur is involved there. I think that we're going to get some info on Arthur. All right. Soon. Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to go the opposite. I think we're going to learn nothing about. <laughs> I think we're going to learn very bit like small bits and pieces until yeah. it's time for season two, and then they change the whole storyline on us. Yeah, that I wouldn't be totally unsurprised by that. Okay. But, so, anything else? 
That's it for Westworld for me. Good show. Right. I would say check it out. Yeah, at I'd least say... give it an episode or two. It it, it gets the fir- the third and fourth episode get a little dry and I don't know, not as not yeah. as hard hitting, but it, it's it picking picks, back up. Yeah, it picks back up. It's big picking time. back up big time. Cool. Alrighty, final drive. Final drive. Final so drive. I'll let you go first, but we'll say a little bit of this. We felt uh, we had to talk about this because it's all it's our medium. We get to say it as much as we want. Um, so final drive will be kind of what we saw this week and, and how we felt about it, about the election. Yeah. So uh, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Um, we avoided talking politics for a while. We are probably not going to anymore after this, but we this is something we felt we had to address a little bit. Uh, well, I feel like most of our listeners are on the same page as us, and that's why it's a little bit easier to talk about it, um, to not be too, uh, you know, inciting some controversy or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, we're pretty, we're pretty unhappy about what happened last week. Um, you know, the, I, I'm going to stick to some of the, the bigger issues, I think, which is, uh, from a thematic standpoint that, you know, some of the raw numbers you look at 46.9% of eligible voters didn't vote in this election. Uh, twenty five point six percent voted for Clinton and twenty five point five for Trump. So it's almost a silver lining to me because I woke up on Wednesday and I'm like, how do I live in a country that so many people voted for someone who just stands for so many of the wrong things? Yeah. And uh, the silver lining to me is that only twenty five point five percent of the eligible voters do evidently, and that's the problem is that people have this notion that their vote doesn't count. Uh, in 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 a lot of ways, it's because of the electoral college because. In some ways, some people's votes don't count because they won't be able to get, you know, make to make any impact in a state that's so deep in blue or red territory. Um, But it's a perception that needs to change because when everyone collectively together thinks that that's when things like this happen. Um, You know, I don't know what else to, you know, I I could go we could go on for for an hour talking about how upset we are and how, you know, uh, disappointing the result is. But ultimately, I think. It's, it's a wake up call to everybody here, you know, in the country that we it, things go beyond just what your own personal circle goes to. You know, there's there are a lot of people going through a lot more things than you realize. And and, and I think that seeing some of the reaction to this and seeing the impact of this is should be a wake up call to everybody that that, you know, the, it doesn't mean that everyone who voted for Trump is a racist. You know, we don't that that's not true, I don't think. And but I think that there's a lot of people that are un, unknowingly indifferent to it that, yeah. that they, they you know they can't recognize it they can't identify it and i think it's you know that's one of the big problems and that's partly what's so disappointing about it is that that is still so ingrained it's it's not overt racism and, and prejudice it's ingrained and so you know I, I think that's the biggest and and saddest thing but it's also a wake up call that we you know need to be more socially active and we need to be you know able to to counteract these things collectively as people and you know, make sure I think the most important thing is that people by the time 2020 rolls around that they've, you know, we've reached a common understanding about these things that, you know, and I think I suspect you're about to say some of this, too, that that this type of thinking is in the past, that it's something that we 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 shun and that and that ultimately people are all informed about everything, that they're not you know persuaded too overly by social media, by all these basically garbage news sources that are persuading the, the public opinion across the country. And ultimately that everyone votes. I, I don't know what needs to happen. Make it a make it a holiday. Like you need to people, every single uh, eligible voter needs to vote. You should we should be at 75 percent or higher voter turnout, not at 50. It's just yeah. it's it's sad that we're at 50. So 
I don't know. That that's a condensed version. No, and I and I completely agree with everything you just said. And and I'll just touch on a bit. But the the wake up call is exactly what I wanted to talk about. Is that like it's it's very rare that what your your core beliefs, like the things that you kind of judge yourself on as a person, like what makes me good, what makes me bad, are challenged. And when you when you I don't know weigh yourself up against the way that you see that the country voted, and it's not what you think it's not how you feel it's a big shock to your system um but i i think you're right it's a wake-up call um a lot of us especially i mean i i take blame myself like i voted i I did you do what you can but you kind of say oh there's no way like everything's getting better you always think everything's getting better but that's just because we're in the privileged privileged position we're in um and so the best thing i would say is is be vocal we need to not allow it to happen we need to push back uh, I mean, obviously, the the protests and everything is, it is what it is. You can go out there and you can protest Trump, or you can go out there and try to change the way people see the world and people see Americans. Um, so I, I, what I did, I, I donated to the ACLU, the American uh, Civil Liberties uh, Union. Um, I'm, I planned a meeting over there to at least talk to them. Um, you can donate to Planned Parenthood. So now's the time when you can actually. I know donations. Like, what are you going to donate? Five, twenty-five dollars, but. Um, now's the time when you actually should make the small amount of effort to show that, I don't know, at least it's like buying running shoes when you want to get healthy. Like yeah. just make, take yeah. the small step and you'll start, you'll start seeing a lot of positives in your life and be vocal about it. Don't let people get away with like offhand comments. Don't let yeah. people get away with sly, like racist or sexist jokes. It's just, we need to start not allowing it and not just silently disagreeing. So that that's what I'll say there. Um, it is going to be a strange transition, but if you look at the, the how the millennials voted, uh, Hillary won the, in a landslide. Ele- the electoral uh, college votes were like five hundred twenty-three to like four, like fifteen or something. So else. I think it's going to be our generation that um, at least has to change the way America thinks because it's it's you're right, it's ingrained. It's this, yeah. and, and p- people are like pushing back on both sides, saying like, "Oh, you're a sore loser, you're a sore winner, or whatever." But it's not about that. It's about it's not about Republican or no, not or a Republican or Democrat. It's about how America, like the soul of America. It sounds dumb to say, but how America stacks up in yeah. regards to like what you truly believe is good and righteous in in this world. And yeah. we kind of have to yeah. And I mean, adjust pe- people are out now. there. People are out there protesting Trump, and you know, I understand the emotion and the feeling. But when it comes down to it, you know. You know, Trump didn't do this himself. You know, you know, like you can be mad at Trump and you can hate the guy like I do, but it's there are millions and millions, 60 million people voted for him. Yeah. And so that's you know, which is the problem. Which that's is, the that's problem. the problem. It's not that he's the president. It, the problem is that he that we elect that there's enough people that would elect him president that it just shows you that a lot of the issues that that are, were non-starters for people like us. I mean, like, like we... Things that would, would be a, it's, a, an absolute disqualification. Yeah, right. And again, the fact that it's not a disqualification for 60 million people doesn't mean that 60 million people are racist, but it means that they means that, that they don't have an awareness of it that at the level that they need to. They're privileged enough to ignore it. Right. Which is so. tough. It's tough to swallow. So that's, yeah. that's all we'll say. We don't get too political on the show, but we felt we had to say something. So... Um, I don't know. I, that's weird how to end it now. I don't know how to end the yeah, show. It's yeah. Um, but we did have a great guest. We had a great few games. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say. No, there's no. That's just trying, just let's, trying to land to the end show. On a, yeah, let's, yeah, <laughs> end let's, on a higher note. Let's end it on a high note. So, 
Uh, Matt Lechner, thanks again for joining the uh, Know Your Tens. You crushed it with 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 is good. It's good. It's good. And uh, Matt was the one who volunteered, so we want more people to volunteer. So let us know if you want to be on the show uh, next week for a game show. You kind of can pick your topic a little bit. Like We, we, we gave Matt we a gave heads up. a little bit of a heads up of he, he rough, got to, rough he category. He got to pick between 2000s rap yeah. or skiing and snowboarding, <laughs> and, right. which is a crazy which, person's choice. I don't know how he didn't <laughs> pick 2000s rap, but whatever. Um, but ultimately, what we're trying to say here is that if you're too nervous because you think that you'll just bomb the category, like still still tell us you want to be on the show, and we can sort of guide you toward what you're going to be you know, participating in. And so, if you bomb then, then you're screwed. Then Yeah, then you stink. So, yeah. Alrighty, that's it. So episode 42 in the books. We'll be back next week for episode 43. Later days.